0: insurance provided for the drivers and all the details we can share with you if you're remotely interested but it is a great great opportunity and it's not about the ride not really amen Thank thank you they had cut the lady she didn't you may have put two and two together because she couldn't make it she didn't have somebody to get her there she had no way to get to the doctor and then Miss Terry stepped in, and uh, they have also were telling me of a, a, young, a gentleman who needs a ride, but I've already signed up, and I've got this one. This one's mine, uh, but he takes them to Red Lobster just to have somebody to fellowship with every time he takes them, so uh, you can't have that one. I've already claimed it, because I'm going to go through the training, but what an awesome opportunity to be Jesus with skin on. Maybe you can just take a couple hours a month, and uh, Show somebody the love of Christ. That's what it's about, folks. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. I, uh, I want to proceed forward in my message. They are going to be in the, the, the lobby afterwards in four-year And uh, I challenge you talk to them, drill them, ask them questions. What is the age of the drivers need to be? 21, 22, 25? 18. Wow. Okay, so if you're 18 and you'd like to do this, and, and those of us that are 18 have been celebrating there a few years, we're there too. So uh, uh, I, I, in preparation this week, I just something kept coming to my mind that um came out in a sermon that I had done probably two or three years ago and it was a, a three-word phrase that kinda took over the sermon unintentionally, but it, it took over the sermon, so to speak. Just and I've just been thinking about it and I'm gonna preface this by if you've been in here and we've been through counseling, this is not targeted towards you. It did not stir it from you. Uh, I've not had counseling this week besides premarital, so uh, this wasn't where it came from. So I don't want anybody to, to get offended when you hear these three words. Um, amen? amen? Come on now, I need you to help me today. I, um, but I want to talk to you about these these three words that came out in this sermon that has just really been stirring in me in some areas in my life, in some situations in my life that, that I felt Holy Spirit was just really telling me. And uh, these three words, as I begin to process it, has begun to revolutionize my life and the way I, I process situations and, and the way I look at things. And, and, and it's simply a phrase that my mother taught me many, 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 many moons ago when I would come to her whining and crying and she would look at me and say, get over it. Get over it. All right, turn to your neighbor and just say, get over it. Don't you feel better? Don't you feel better? Get over it. And something that I've had to even personalize it and bring it to Scott and say, get over yourself. I've had to say, get over yourself. And the Lord hit me hard again with it as we were talking because the first thing I said to them when they presented this to me was, was telling me about y- y- your ride and, and all this going on. I thought, wow, I'd love to do that, but I can't handle smells. I can't. I, 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 these people, I, I mean, we used to have a kid that would ride with us to church sometimes as a youth pastor, and I'd have to stop halfway and throw up and bring the air freshener and spray it down. And, I, I can't, and No, 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 get over yourself, Scott. Get over it. And you know, if you think about it, these can be three of those powerful words you can get in your spirit. It's simply get over it. They, <laughs> well, we don't like this, do we? <laughs> you know, I even tell my children, they come to me, well, that's not fair. Get over it. Life's not fair. Get over it. And you know, we love telling our kids that. And You're saying, Pastor, it's easy for you to get up there and tell us to get over it. You've not been in my shoes, but you know what? You've not been in mine either. You've not been in mine either. Sometimes we just got to get over it. Get over it. Get over it. Get over it. And it is a fabulous revelation if you can get it in your spirit. It's a short phrase that can revolutionize your spiritual life, your spiritual well-being, and your life in general. Whatever your it is today, get over it. Maybe you've been hurt, you've been criticized, you've been rejected, you've been sidelined, you, 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 you've fallen, you've had this, you've had, you've you failed, get over it. We've all failed, we've all dropped the ball, we, we've all. Get over it. You know, maybe, maybe you're saying, well, I've been lied to, I've been abandoned, I, I, I've been betrayed, I, I, I've been offended. Oh my, get over it. Get over it. Just turn to your neighbor again and say, get over it. Yeah. I want this to get in your spirit today. You know, maybe you're sitting there and, and someone else got the raise. Someone else got the promotion. Somebody else made the team. Somebody else. Get over it. You know, maybe you've been lied to and that's not fair. Life's not fair. Your boss is not fair. People aren't fair maybe your are kid there going my parents aren't fair sorry the coach is not fair the government's not fair I figured a big amen would come to that one you know things are not fair and I hope today that I can present this to you and you receive it from a heart of love that I'm intending it to go forth with and, and I want to help you today I I want you to see something. I want you to grasp something in your spirit that will help you move to where God is taking you. I want you to learn today to get over it. I want you to learn today to move forward and get on with life. We've all had setbacks. We've all had things that were unfair. We've all had disappointments. We've been disappointed. We've been hurt. We've been talked about. We've been lied to. We've got to move forward. You know, I've told my kids numerous of times, get over it, life's not fair, things happen that shouldn't happen. You know, disappointment happens. Disappointment happens. Anybody besides me had unexpected things happen that you never saw coming? And it wasn't fair. You know, you may find, your, you may find yourself, as I have many a times, in a place that you never planned to be. A place you you never dreamed that, that you would find yourself in, and sometimes I've expected myself to be on this mountaintop only to find myself in the valley. I smell, oh, "This is the next, this is green." Oh my. It led to nothing but hurt and disappointment. You know what? I've had to preach to Scott, and I've had to grab Scott by his lower lip and pick Scott up and say, "Get over it, boy. Get over it. Move on. Because you see, if you camp in this place of disappointment, if you camp in this place of tragedy, if you camp in this place of offense, and I'm going to say that one again, if you camp in that place of offense, you will not get to your destination. You will not arrive to where God has for you to be. You see, we have to have the ability to leave certain things behind. There are certain things that You've got to leave behind. I've just learned this last month that, that there are people that I've had uh, friendships with, ministers that I've had to almost just, how do I say this nicely, quit associating with. Because they were trying to keep me in this negative camp, and I'm like, I cannot get to where God's taking me if I stay here. Right. You too cannot get to your destination if you camp out in that field. You cannot allow what people do to you to get to you. Did you hear me? You cannot allow what people do to you to get to you. Oh, that's easy for you to say, Pastor. It's easy to say. It's harder for me to do, but it's easy to say. You cannot allow it. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23 to guard your heart more than anything else. For out of it flows the issues of life. If you're camping there, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. If you're camping in that disappointment, if you're camping in that spot, it's going to come out. Oh, I've gotten over it. Well, why are you still talking about it, sister? If you were over it, you wouldn't keep bringing it up every time I see you. Amen? Oh, me? Oh, my? You see, everybody in this house has been on the wrong side of the stick every now and again. I'd say at least once all of us have been there, haven't we? Everybody has been in an unfair situation. I would venture to say that everybody has been mistreated at some point in time of your life. You know, I could sit here and I could tell you so many sappy, soppy stories. I could bring a tear to your eye. And every one of you could too. About being mistreated or or being offended, but I've learned one thing. You better get over it. You better get over it. And you better move on. You've got to move on. Some of you need to take up some camp stakes this morning. And you need to fold that tin up. And you need to put it in your backpack. And you need to get moving. You need to move on. You cannot get stuck in what has been done to you. You cannot get stuck in what someone has said about you. You better get over it and move on with your life today. Otherwise, you're going to be living your life as a victim instead of the victor the Bible intends for us to be. Jesus Christ did not go to the cross and pay the ultimate price for you to live as a victim. He paid the ultimate price for you just as He did to walk in victory. To be the victor. You're more than a conqueror. The the Bible... Calls us victors in several, several occasions. I'm, I'm not going to go there, but no matter what has happened, I promise you, you can get over it. Yeah. Is it easy? Sometimes it's not. Even though it was painful and we want to forget it, it, sometimes it's not easy to forget it. Sometimes it's not easy to keep walking and keep moving. But we have to. No matter how severe the pain is, you can get over it. No matter how bad the report was, you can get over it. And you can move on into what God has for you. But the key here is, it takes effort. Oh, you'll shout me down when I say you can, but when I say we got to do it, I don't know about that now, Pastor. I want to just drop out of the sky and be skittles and rainbows. Boop, there we are. You see, we, we, we cannot live with a cynical attitude. My household hears me talk about attitude all the time. Attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. And you know what else, parents? Grandparents, attitudes are contagious. Is yours worth catching? Is yours? Oh, (laughs) you see, I've come to realize that you cannot get stuck. You can never get stuck in some emotional mindset. Your emotions will steer you in all kinds of directions, your emotions will mess with you. You cannot get stuck in that emotional camp. You've got to get stuck right here and believe this word and proclaim what. It says, because you know what? life's not fair, and it will mess with you emotional. It will. You know, there are so many people that I meet with that cannot get on with the great life that God has for them, because of something that someone done to them or something that someone said to them, they can't get on with it. They can't move forward because it has stuck in their mind, and the enemy just keeps replaying it. Replay it, rewind, 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 rewind. And they need to delete that message and move on. Because sometimes we're believing God for this increase, and and you may find yourself in a decrease. Sometimes you may find yourself in life, and and you get thrown this curveball that you never saw coming. And sometimes that curveball will come in and drill you. You see, if the adversary can get right here, he's going to beat you. If he can get right here, he's going to defeat you. You know, there are so many folks that can't not get out of yesterday. They can't get out of it. They're still there. They're still stuck. And you know how many people cannot move forward Because of something somebody did. Father, help me to communicate. I mean, the children that dad never spent time with them and now they're in their 40s and got kids of their own and they're still rehashing it. They're still talking about what happened to them. They've never moved on. They've never acquired the ability to get over it. To shake it off, to move on. Now, I know we want God just to remove it and take it, and He will. He will help us, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But there's some things that we have to do. We've got to bring our minds and thoughts into obedience and bring those thoughts captive into the obedience of Christ, and we've got to do it. Because if we don't, they're just going to keep going and going and going. Let's be honest, how many of us have been mad at God and we've kept that rolling over and over and it has limited and hindered us from moving forward? God, how could you let that happen? God, how could you let this take place? God, how could you? And it keeps us from moving into our tomorrow and it keeps us from moving into our destiny. You cannot change yesterday. But you can allow your yesterday to shape you and to launch you into your tomorrow. You can allow it to launch you. you. In other words, what am I saying? You can change your attitude. You can change your attitude about it. You can change it. One more time, I said you can change your attitude. You lost the business, still get over it. Just get over it. It's something I've had to learn, Scott, get over yourself. Get over your issues, and, and, and please hear my heart. I know the issues are real. I know it hurt. I, can I just be real blunt? I, it really sucked. It hurt. I know, I get it. And I don't use that term lightly, but it, it's tough, it hurts. I know. You've heard me say numerous times that sometimes living is heaven, and sometimes it's hell. But we've got to learn who we are in Christ and the authority we have in Christ and get over it and move forward. You can't allow people to get to you. You can't allow life to get to you. You have to learn to get over it. You you have to learn. It's all about perception. We've got to look at our setbacks differently. You have to look at your setbacks differently. And I know I'm plowing today and I know I'm hitting a tough ground and I know it feels like that red Georgia clay and that plow is just stuck in it. But we're going to plow through because I want to see some people free today and get over some things. Because God promises to turn your morning into dancing. He will turn your adversity into something beautiful. He will give you beauty for ashes. And I'm believing today some folks are going to have it happen this morning. Don't allow yourself to get bitter and get bent off out of shape. Don't allow yourself to get all twisted up and allow your life to get all jacked up because of something that someone else has done. Forgive people. Shake the dust from your feet and move on in the name of Jesus. Move forward. Shake the dust and keep going. Keep moving. There's ministries for you to do, but we cannot get there. We cannot be Jesus with skin on to folks that need a ride if we can't get over our yesterday because we're going to walk in their house and they're going to start whining and crying and talking about how bad it is and we're just going to jump right in there with them. Misery loves company, but if I come in going, Woo! Yes! Oh, I know I was there once, but let me tell you what God did for me. Let me tell you what happened to me. Let me tell you how God is changing that situation that was horrible and terrible, but I'm through it and I'm over it and God is restored. Let me share with you what He did for me. But you can't do that unless you get over it. Get over it. You see, you may be knocked down. But every time you get down, you got to get back up. The difference between a, between a ditch and a grave is how long you stay in it. Get up! Get out of it! You have to keep climbing in Jesus' name if you're going to reach the top. You know, I, I found this week, I come home all excited, I went on a bike ride and, Most of you know my uh, story here the last several months of the sickness and everything. And uh, Thursday, I forget when it was, I did a bike ride and I was climbing this hill and I got to this spot and I thought, wow, I just blew through that spot. I usually have to stop because I'm about to die about right here. I'm not in any better shape, but what I realized was that I'm not carrying another 30 pounds. It's killing me to get here. It was a lot easier to make that climb without that excess baggage. And so many of us are trying to make that climb with a lot of excess baggage that we need to get over and move on and get busy about our Father's business. You know, you may find yourself in a detour just like Joseph. You know, Joseph went from the pit to the palace. I bet he had no idea the detours he was going to take going to prison. and He had no idea. I bet Moses never dreamed that he would spend 40 years wandering in the wilderness for an 11-day journey. I want you to know today that God knows what He's doing. You're not here by happenstance this morning. You're here by divine appointment because God wants to help you get over some issues that life has thrown your way. You see, God is in control even when it seems like life is out of control. Anybody been there? I've been there, Brother Dan, where it just... It felt like I was being thrown in the air and I was just everywhere. But God was still in control. Still. You see, the one thing we've got to understand and realize, God will always have the final say. God will always have that final word. He always has it. Just like my wife, she's always got the final say. Always. Always. You know, if you're feeling down today, Life's like a roller coaster. Hang on. You're going to be up there in a minute. Hang on. You see, we have to live with an upbeat attitude no matter what life throws at you. Don't you love being around people that are upbeat and fun? Laughter doeth good like a medicine. It's good to laugh. It's fun to be around people that that make you laugh and, and you have fun with. it. They attract you and they're drawn to you. That's who we are called to be. Now, am I saying that every day is easy and that's a natural personality for everybody? No, but I am saying we can change our attitude about what we are going through and force ourselves to get over it. Grab yourself by your lower lip like Pastor Scott has to do every now and again and say, get over it, big boy, move on. John chapter 16, verse 33 says this, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace in the world. You're going to have some tribulation. In the world, it's going to come. Life's going to throw that curveball. But, but, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Folks, what's he telling me there? Hang on, it's going to come. But be of good cheer because you know who wrote the book and you know the ending. You know where you're going to end up. He's overcame it. You will too. True faith is trusting God when you don't understand I've got some things going on that I have no idea, I don't understand. But faith is trusting Him in those moments that you don't understand. Believing what Romans tells us in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for good to those who called according to His purpose. You see, getting over a painful experience, it's kind of like uh, the illustration of, of, of doing the monkey bars. Swinging from one bar to the other. And a lot of us are a lot like my daughter was when she was young. She wouldn't let go of one bar to go to the next bar until she knew Daddy had a hold of her. Because she didn't want to bust her tail. And a lot of us are the same way. And God's saying, let go to go to the next one. Let go. Let go of it. Release it. Let go. And we're like, no! Randy took me riding ATVs several months ago and got me to a spot and I was mad a hornet at him. I said, I'm not riding it. Come down here and get this thing and you can ride it up there. I'll meet you at the top. And he finally got to this point where we had to use a winch to get us there. And some of us are waiting for God to send us a winch to pull us up the mountain. He's saying, just keep moving. Just keep going. After Randy did it, I thought, oh, you big dummy. You could have done that. But we're hanging on, saying, in between the two so often, we're teetering back and forth, trying to get our momentum, but we won't let go. I'm telling you, God's got you, let go. God's got a hold of you, let go. Let go of it, get over it and move forward. You have to let go of yesterday if you are going to embrace tomorrow. You've got to let go of it. Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 and 14 says this, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forgetting and reaching forth unto those things which are before me. I press towards the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'm letting go of that bar, and I'm swinging to tomorrow's bar. I'm forgetting what happened yesterday. I'm forgetting what they said. I'm forgetting what has been done to me. I'm forgetting the loss. I'm forgetting the pain. I'm forgetting that I didn't get the promotion. I'm forgetting it, and I'm moving on to yesterday. Get over it! Somebody say, I'm reaching forward. Reaching forward forward to better things, church, better relationships, better days, more joy, more peace. I'm reaching forward. I'm reaching for it. I'm seeking to know Him. I'm going to honestly pursue the heavenly call of Christ on my life, forgetting yesterday, forgetting those hurts, forgetting those pains, and moving forward oh but I've applied for three jobs and I, I, I forget it press on press on move forward move we have got to learn to be forward-minded forward-minded we want to spend too much time looking in the rearview mirror that we can't look forward look forward look forward the apostle Paul tells us look forward Those things that are ahead, those good things. Jeremiah 29, 11. Probably every one of you know this scripture. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Look forward to that future. I don't know what lies ahead. I don't know what's there. But I do know the promises are healing and not disease. Life and not death. God has the final say. Not the situation. Not the tragedy. God has the final say. Not your disappointment, but you have to get over it. You have to move forward. Quit rehashing it. Quit talking about it day in and day out. Quit. Yeah. Stop nursing your setback and your pain and your tragedy of yesterday. Stop nursing it. We coddle it and nurse it and You've got to move on into the future that God has promised you. What am I telling you? I meet many Christians that just need to get over that sorry attitude. Stop sucking their thumbs. Stop crying like a baby. You're 50 years old. Get over it. Get on with what God has for you. I love you, church. But we've got to move forward. If we're going to reach out here and touch folk, you've got to get over it. you got to move forward. You're going to take Jesus with you to work. You've got to get over it. You want to take him into the office with you tomorrow? You've got to get over it. You can't jump on the bandwagon with everybody else. They've got to see something different in you. Get over it. Shake it off and move forward. It's amazing how we plead ignorance. It's amazing how we plead and play dumb. You know, I, I remember a uh, first of the year, I, I remember looking in the mirror going, how did this weight get here? How in the world? Is it? Well, I found out. After the doctor's report and I started watching what I eat and exercising a little bit, I watched it go away and I figured out how that weight got there. Well, we don't like to hear that because it takes discipline. We've got to discipline ourselves. We we tried to plead, I don't know how that, I don't, you know, 99% of the time, the situations we find ourselves in, we created it. We did it from decisions we made. Corbin, they're not shouting me down today. I may have to make a quick getaway and you take over, okay? We've got to get over it. You know, I don't know how this happened. Yeah, you do. Philippians 3.14, remember, I press on toward the goal, the prize for which God has called me, heavenward in Jesus Christ. You know, I, I love this example. This is a perfect example of what I'm trying to tell you. And it's found in 2 Samuel chapter 12. And I'm going to begin reading in verse 19, and it's about David. It said, David noticed that his attendants were whispering among themselves and he realized the child was dead. And he asked, is the child dead? Yes, they replied, he is dead. Verse 20, then David got up from the ground. We'll stop right there. Then David got up. David arose from the ground. What am I telling you? You cannot stay on the ground longer than you should. You have to get up. David got himself up. You see, when you fall to the ground, turn it into a place of prayer and not a place of despair. you got to be like Job. Make it a place of worship and keep focused on the Word of God. Make it a place of worship. Remember we did a sermon several months ago. Turn that waiting room into a worship room. Turn it into a place of worship. And when you find yourself on the ground, When bad things happen, when unexpected happens, you cannot fall to the ground and quit. That's called a grave. Fall to the ground and look up and get up. Get up. Let's finish reading. Then David got up from the ground. After he washed, he put on lotions and changed his clothes. And look at the first place he went. And he went to the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then... He went to his own house, and at his request, they served him food, and he ate. What did he do? He got up, and he changed those morning clothes, that morning attire, that weeping attire. He took them off, and he put on a new wardrobe of praise, and he went to the house of God. The first thing, first thing, he went to the house of God. Wow. You know, so many folks carry that same, they don't change their clothes. They keep carrying it. They keep wallowing in it. We, we, we don't change and get out of it. We don't put on the garment of praise. We want to hang on to that loss. We want to hang on to that, that beating we took. We want to hang on to that negative word that somebody spoke over us. We hang on to that stuff. But it says David, the first thing he did was he changed clothes, cleaned himself up, and then he went to the house of the Lord. Why is it so, t- so many times that we get hurt or we get offended and we run from the house of God, we stay away? Folks, I'm going to tell you, through everything that we have been through, the one thing I've learned is we need each other. We need one another. I need you, I need you, I need you, and you need me. We need one another. And he says, you went to the house of the Lord. Wow. Wow. So many people stay in that place so long. And they don't get over it. David got over it. He got up. And you know, he got up in his own strength. Now, God provided it. And God did it. And God helped him. But we got to do it. We can't keep wallowing in it. Get up. Get up. Get over it. Moms and dads, your children follow suit. If mom and dad's still sucking a thumb, guess what? It's a family affair. I've got a dear friend. I've known him for years and years and years. He's an awesome guy. I mean awesome. But I'm going to tell you, if somebody's doing something better, there's a reason. Negative, negative, negative. And I've watched his children grow up. And every time I'm around them, you know what comes out of his children's mouth? The same thing. The same identical thing. Your children are going to follow what you're doing. Your grandchildren are going to follow what you're doing. Attitudes are contagious. Is yours worth catching? (laughs) Press. Press into the things of God. So many people today are stuck because they cannot get over their issues. They... You know, I talked about the smell minute ago. I can't stand smells. There's so many people that walk around today from that smell because they continue to wear that clothing where somebody on them and they didn't change clothes. Get over it and change and move forward. You've got you can, help me, Father. You got to move on. What am I saying? Deal with the issues. Deal with the offenses. Don't pollute other people in the body of Christ. Deal with them. And I'm not belittling counseling. If you need counseling, go to counseling. You, You Sick, you go to a doctor, go. Let somebody help you get over yourself. But if they're doing nothing but helping you wallow in it, move on and go to somebody else that will help you get over it and move on with your life because you've got to get over it. When you have issues deal with it You know Jesus said you don't offend one of these little ones And if we're just keeping continuing to regurgitate we're offending a little one We're teaching them something we ought not teach them When you have issues you got to deal with it Deal with it deal with the offenses Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says this Let some no Let no corrupt Communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Wow. You know what that word corrupt means? It means decayed or rotten. You know what that tells me? It's telling me that those words that we're letting come out, they've been in there festering a while because they're decayed. We've been hanging on that fence for quite a while. Now we're spewing something that has decayed onto other folks. One translation says it this way: "Do not let a corrupt word out of your mouth. So he, he takes it and, and narrows it on down to not only a communication and, and, and a conversation, but don't you let one word come out that's corrupt Don't let, one, don't let it. Be a builder of men, not a breaker-downer, if you will. Be a blesser and not a curser. Speak words of life and not death. Somebody receive this today. Just move on. Just move on. I think we have gotten into this, in the church world today, almost a religious facade. We want to act religious. And when we leave here, we go to lunch and we have roast pastor for lunch right in front of our children. And I hope today it's roast pastor Eric instead of roast pastor Scott. Next Sunday we'll put it pastor Corbin, roast pastor Corbin for lunch. But we've got to move forward, folks. Get get over yourself, get over it. You know. I love you. Get on with your life. God's got so much in store for you. I know so many men and women of God that God has got so much for them, but they can't get to their destiny because they're hanging on so tightly to that hurt from yesterday. They won't let go of it. They won't move forward. You see, get on with your life. Walk in love. Forgive people. Yes, I said forgive people. 70 times 7, forgive people. Love God. I think right here's the formula. Love God, let go of your issues, love people. Love God, let go of your issues, then you can love people the way they're supposed to be loved. You can't love them if you hadn't let go of it. I went for a bike ride yesterday, or Friday, after we were talking, I was telling you I was going on a ride. And i go to get this real quick riding because I'm, I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to discipline myself. I've still got another 15, 20 pounds I want to lose. And I run over to ride a road bike ride. I hadn't done one in all year. And I get on the road bike and I take off down old wall and highway. I, I'm on my way back and, yeah, I'm about to die. Ooh, you know, and I'm pedaling and all of a sudden somebody goes, hey! And I about run off the road. This gentleman that's about 15 years older than me caught me. Yeah, he caught me. And you know how bad that hurts me, as competitive as I am. And for four miles, this guy did this. And I thought, Lord, have mercy. The spirit of my mother-in-law was on this man. <laughs> Non-stop. And she's not here today. And if you're listening over the internet, I love you, Miss Judy. <laughs> oh, come on. Some of you all got that mother-in-law, too. Godly woman, but oh, my. And he talked the whole he followed me to my car. <laughs> and I'm going, God, I, just, I really just want to get home and take a shower. I'm going to the football game. God, Please, God. Please. I mean, I, I, I'll pop my, I put my bike on the rack. I go to the trunk. I'm taking my shoes off. And my t-. And he's still going. And then all of a sudden, I had a check in my spirit. I said, this is what you've been praying for. Why? Get over yourself. And listen. And when I began to pay attention, he told me his career, told me why he was out riding because his wife is an alcoholic and he don't want to go home to her. And I sit and I listened for another fifteen minutes. I just hear me. I listened. I didn't say a word. I listened. And my wife can tell you how hard that is for me. I listened. But if God wouldn't use Paul and Terry earlier that morning to help Scott realize get over yourself, I probably wouldn't have got over myself. I would have said, Well, it's nice meeting you see you. Clap and got out of there. But God had used something to get my attention and say, get over yourself. And listen. So what am I telling you this morning? I love you, but get over it. Because if you don't forgive people, your heavenly Father can't forgive you, according to Scripture. Let's go back to 2 Samuel 12, verse 20, and it goes on to say, He went to the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his house and at his request, they served him food, and he ate. David first went to the house of the Lord. Folks, it is so important to be in worship. It's so important. Yes, worship's a lifestyle. Yes, we worship outside of here. Yes, these guys practice, and they worship on Monday nights. And, but to come together to the house of the Lord, there's a reason he created the body of Christ. You see, you, you don't want to stay away from God when you're going through difficult times. The only place you will adjust yourself, the only place that you will get over it is in the presence of God. The only place. Joseph allowed his setback, he's allowed God to turn his setback into a setup. The pit, God used it to set him up to be a ruler. Wow. God was with Joseph, and I'm telling you this morning, God is with you. God's with you. God's with you. Don't allow the enemy to have the final say, church. Don't allow him to keep you trapped in your then when God is calling you to your tomorrow. Don't stay there. Don't camp there. Don't let him keep you in your sadness when God's calling you to a new day. I'm speaking today as a new season of joy in the house of God, a season of joy. You see, adversity. Adversity is a resistance that causes us to grow. It'll cause you, force you to grow. You see, the way you handle adversity determines how you get to your then. It determines who you will become. You see, without resistance, you can't fly kites. Without resistance, a sailboat can't sail. Without resistance, an airplane cannot take off. And sometimes resistance is exactly what God uses to take us to new places. So quit wallowing in it and get over it and allow it to launch you to where God is taking you. God's trying to use the resistance. Don't become a victim. Let that adversity become a stepping stone and not a stumbling block. Allow it to... Okay, I'm getting close. Eric, you'll come help me close. I'm trying to hurry. I got got so much more. Anyway, James chapter 1. Verses 2-5. through Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. (laughs) Let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If anyone lacks wisdom, ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Count it all joy because your faith is being tested. It's launching you. Don't rejoice for the trial. Rejoice that you know the outcome. Rejoice that you know He's with you. Rejoice that you know where you're going and you know what's going to take place. What am I telling you? Get over it. Stop running to everybody and talking about it. Just get over it. Look at what Jesus went through. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'd been hanging on that cross and they'd offered me vinegar to drink when I was thirsting, I'd say, wow! But he looks up and says, God, forgive them. God, forgive them. That's what we got to do, we got to get over it. I had a gentleman hurt me immensely. And when I say hurt me, it was my family more than me. Because I got pretty tough skin most of the time. But when you start messing with my family, it's on. And the hardest thing for me to do was to forgive that man. And you want to know how I forgave him? I began to pray for him. And I began to pray that God would bless him. God bless this man. Bless him. And this is the first time I've thought about him in years without just praying over to bless him because he's in my prayer journal to pray over. Bless him. Bless him. I like you. I've got a few scars. But they've healed. And I don't ponder them. I can look back and I can look at that scar and I can tell you some stories. But when those scars heal, it derails what the adversary is trying to do. Wow. Church, there's certain things that only you can do. I believe God can anoint me and I can come back through there and lay hands on every one of you and God touch you. But until you're determined inside yourself to forget it. You've got to do it. Forget it. Get over it. Get over it. Get control. What am I telling you? Apply the grace of God that is so available and so abundant. And quit replaying it over and over and over in your mind. You know, two and a half months ago when I got the phone call from my doctor on a Sunday after preaching. And he said, Scott, don't do anything. I'm afraid you're going to go into cardiac arrest. The enemy tried to take that and play it. Your grandfather died from it. Your daddy had it. You're going to die. It may be tonight. Over and over. And I had to say, wait a minute. I'm getting over this. I'm going to do my part. And when I do my part... God is going to do his. And all it took was a little bit of discipline and willpower. And God is doing his. So no matter where you're at or whatever you're facing today, you can get over it. But you've got to make the effort. You've got to make the step. And every time the enemy tries to throw it back in there, you've got to bring it captive and get over it. Now, can I tell you that the thought has not tried to enter my mind again? I can't. It tried last night. and I said, no, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to sleep. And I went to sleep. I probably kept her up snoring. I slept so hard. But you've got to bring it captive. Stand with me as we close in prayer. Father, right now, God, I know I have went way over today. But God, there are people that need to get over some things in life. God, I speak that freedom that we pray for every Sunday, every Saturday morning here over this place. Set your people free from yesterday. Set them free from yesterday in Jesus' name. As Pastor Harry just leads us in worship, I challenge you right now to get over it. And some of you may need to just take that step of faith and let the adversary know you mean business. These altars are open move. I would love to pray with you. I would love to see God touch you. Because sometimes we got to do some things to get over it. And we got to make that stand. And I know I've preached way longer than normal. We went way over today. And I, I don't apologize. And I'm believing God to do something. As Pastor Eric leads us in worship, the ball's in your court. If you want to get over it bad enough, these altars are open. These altars are open.